It's the Dort Podcast. It's the Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Podcast. Hashtag. It's the Hashtag Dort Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keefe, joined once again by Ryan Davey. Davey, how are you? Hello, hello. It's great to hear you, Davey. And actually, you know what? This is an episode. It's the non-DC Marvel comic book movies. Yep. And we actually already recorded this bad bitch a couple of weeks ago. Through the magic of technology, you will hear me on a phone, and then you will hear me crystal clear. Yes, and he's going to be in studio with Uncle Buck when we did our Stephen King episode. Stephen King won the poll that week, but we said, you know what, let's do both, and so we did both. But we're going to make it a timely This Week in Dork and pick of the podcast. So that is the beauty of technology, as you said, Ryan. Are you ready for the first part of the program? Quite exciting, this computer magic. That's a, that's a Spinal Tap line. This Week in Dork. Here we go, Ryan. How about this little nugget? Of course, last week we spent a lot of time. It was the Boston Comic-Con episode, but we spent the first half of it discussing the Casey Affleck news that he broke on WEEI, the very popular Dale and Holly with Keefe program. And then, what, a few days after that, Casey Affleck and Ben Affleck's publicists came out to walk back Casey's comments. I don't want to lose my shit again like I did before, but I'm just going to read you these couple of comments. And let me ask you if if it changes your mind at all. This is, sure. this is Casey Affleck's publicist. Uh, Kate, quote, Casey Affleck was having fun with the folks at the Red Sox game where he threw out the first pitch in support of the Jimmy Fund and not speaking from a place of firsthand knowledge. <sighs> yeah. Now that, I mean, that's just, that's, that's weak. You know, first of all, it, it's playing up the fact that, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I mean, I'm not going to get upset. I'm not going to get upset, Richard. I know, I, don't I know. I don't, I'm not trying to mousetrap you here. I just wanted to point out the facts that that's what he said. So, again, if you're one of these people that said, oh, he was just joking or he doesn't know what he's talking about, fine. We're not going to, we're not going to convince you otherwise. And you're going to look at, at this comment and say, see, he knows what he's doing. And uh, he meant nothing by it. Bullshit. We watch the tape. We get to, you get to see it and hear it. That was sort of the, the I, double. It wasn't just a radio interview because yeah. we have video of it as well. And I have watched that video an embarrassing amount. <laughs> I, I've I've played it over in my head. I've sat there and like frame by framed it. Like I'm being a psycho about it, but I feel strongly. It was great. I was looking at the WEEI videos online, and like two of them, like back to back from our show. One of them was Casey Affleck, and one of them was Tom Warner, CEO of the Red Sox. And it was like yep. Casey Affleck, like thirty three thousand views. Tom Warner. 25 <laughs> like all right, one seems to be a little bit more interesting than the other yep. now then ben affleck's people came out and they have this quote on ben affleck quote he will continue to be batman as long as the studio will have him that means not that's meaningless that is a meaningless is that? quote that's nonsense so that's crap so i still stand by ben affleck will not be in the batman and again i know people don't want to hear it but that's upsetting to me. I think Ben Affleck was a very good Batman, and I, so I'm not I, I'm not hoping that this happens. I, I think he'd, I'd I'd prefer him than anybody else. But I just I'd be shocked now if he was the, the Batman. And I would say the most frustrating thing about all of this it's not that, you know, it, I I would say it's the people who when 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 you broke this story because you did you uh, that's facts facts that's don't fact. care about feelings Ooh, right good point you broke you broke this story right yes. the people who came out of the woodwork were like. You know, fuck you, like blah blah blah, and like at no point did you ever say that Ben Affleck was a bad Batman, that you wanted him out, that this Batman sucks. That's not what we said nope. at all, never. ever. 
Not you know even, what I mean? Not even a little bit. In fact, not even a little bit. The whole point that Casey Affleck said, "I'm sorry to say," was because he knew that I I liked him, and I said he was a tremendous Batman. Anyway, all right, right. We're, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have feelings. Chili is running hot. I do like that. Uh, what, what was your line? Feelings don't have or facts don't have feelings. Facts don't care about feelings. <laughs> they don't. You're goddamn right. They don't. Yeah. How about some other some other uh, news here, Ryan? Uh, the Defenders is out currently on Netflix, and I'll tell you, based on the timing of things, we're going to push our Defenders episode a couple of weeks. Uh, many oh of boy. you have probably already seen all eight episodes. I've seen six of the eight, and then I said I, I got to I got to slow down, so I've not finished it yet. I'll say this: so far, and maybe the ending will change things. I would say good, not great. Good, not great. Solid, like something definitely worth watching, yes. but. Not mandatory. Did you finish it? Uh, no, I'm four in. Okay. Four episodes. In. Yeah, so like, I, I like the dynamic. I really like Daredevil. I really like Jessica Jones. Iron Fist is still Iron Fist. He's better than he was in, in his show, but we already yep. you can go check the archives. Neither of us were a fan of that. Luke Cage is fine. The villain, again, we'll, we'll get into it more later on, but rest assured we will do a standalone Defenders episode, but... I wanted to give people time to watch it, and then next week Game of Thrones is going to be done, so that's a little bit more pressing, and then we'll get to the Defenders. Speaking of Defender stuff, Daredevil Season 3 will begin filming in October. That's, I suppose, good news. That is great news. There was a Punisher teaser trailer thing, and that is exciting. People are, yes, yes. People are into that. Yep. Uh, Game of Thrones, the penultimate episode of Season 7 aired, and we will... Are you available to do a recap video tonight? Uh, no, I am not. I, okay. am, I am attending a Hartford Yard Goats game this evening. I'm sorry? The Hartford Yard Goats. Okay. All right. Well, we'll have the to double, make do with double-A some... affiliate of the Colorado Rockies. We'll have to make do with somebody else then. But you, you yeah. saw the episode. The episode, pretty polarizing, actually. People are, are getting kind of upset about the the, uh, the, the portal jumps and all the, the time travel or whatever not, else. Who, but Who cares? I know. I know. That's it's your stance. TV. I respect yeah. your stance on that. Anyway, the episode was crazy. Uh, we'll get into that. I'll do a re- maybe I'll get Nicole on there. We'll do a recap video. Then the next week the season wraps up. We'll do both a recap video and we'll do a whole recap podcast. So that'll be really good. Something that was not really good, Ryan. I don't know if you've seen this. Uh, Batman and Harley Quinn, the most recent DC animated movie, is now available. I think it came out last week. I watched it because I like Batman. I like Harley Quinn. I like DC animated movies. This was trash. This was yeah. this was a bag of shit. Don't see Batman and Harley Quinn. Maybe you just you're you're obsessed with with these kind of movies and you're gonna watch it anyway. Fine, but fair warning, it's not very good. Like if you thought the Killing Joke was bad, this is like on par with the Killing Joke. This sucks. It sucked yeah. out loud. Is and the more I think gonna, about, it, the I'm more upset I get about it. Yeah. I also it, Kevin Conroy did the Batman voice, which was obviously he's like flawless. But I yes. think I I think I was annoyed with every other voice, so it was just huh. and then some of the the acting choices or the writing choices it was it's it, it was shit it was shit. <laughs> uh, here we go another uh, more news. Super Troopers two has a release date. It'll be four twenty two thousand eighteen. How about that four twenty? It's a it's for weed. It's a weed reference for smoking the weed. <laughs> you excited for this? Uh, yeah, well, I think we talked about it a little bit. Yes yeah. and no. Yeah. Yes and no. I, I'm, I'm going to see it. I probably won't see it in the theater. Um, I think that that ship has sailed for me. Yeah. Um, 
I'm but, with you. Uh, I, I I definitely I want to see what happens, but it's not a theater movie for me. As much as I love no. the first one, I just it's not their fault. It's just other comedy sequels have really let us down in the past. So and it's and it's just been it's a lot of time has passed since the first one. So you know we, we like you said before, like Dumb and Dumber two, like that. We saw what happened there when yeah. too much time like, happened between movies. Come on. Yeah. Speaking of movies, Ryan, they are in the soon in the works will be the Obi Wan Kenobi standalone movie and i guess what would you like to see here how, how what's what's the best possible kind of storyline or what would you want to see with an obi-wan movie so it has to obviously take the only it, it, it has to be a young obi-wan kenobi or it has to be something that wedges itself in between rogue one and a new hope I would assume, right? Yeah, like do so you want those lost yeah, years? Right, like do you want that episode three and a half Obi Wan, or do you want like because we already saw sort of a young, not super young, but we saw Obi Wan right. with Qui Gon Jinn in episode one. So do you go way earlier than that, or you know what might be kind of fun is actually just condense a little bit of all of that, like do like kind of time jumps, be like, here's Obi Wan for half hour of the movie he's like super young like a half hour some of the stuff that we didn't see like with yeah. him and darth vader and then a half hour maybe while he's like i, I am kind of curious like when he disappeared like what did he do like when he was gone for all that time well i think what would be what would be good and you know as as we've discussed on the podcast before darth vader is one of the probably one of the best bad guys ever put on film right? yes yes so there is a time between you know they have the big purge of the jedi temple but there's years where um and remember the the force unleashed like those games and they took place when darth vader is like actively hunting the remaining jedi yeah yeah you know what i mean and they're all like on the run so that would that would be kind of a cool movie you know in my mind that would be good yeah so i'm I'm excited for that i mean they we'll see they got the uh, the han solo movie there there's literally i read a report and maybe i read it quickly and maybe it was in the onion i don't know but they said there's like a, a chance of like a job of the hut standalone movie what? okay i was like i don't know man i'll this, probably this, watch this, it and this was the problem that i i immediately had when i found out that lucasfilm was bought by disney it's just going to be like over and like they're just going to kill it you know what i mean it's the same problem that people have with superhero movies now there's just too many of them you know when what point are they going to start all sucking you know yeah good point because uh, like the the prequel series is all pretty bad but people still saw them and now like this new wave they've all been well, at least both of them have been good, and people are going to lose their mind for Last Jedi. Like, I can't even yeah. imagine a scenario in which Last Jedi is not good. I can't either. We'll see. But, now, yeah. coming to Hulu, we've mentioned this a few times. Lock and Key, a great graphic novel series. It was a run by Joe Hill, the son of Stephen King. I said that you know somebody picked up the rights to it. Turns out it's Hulu, and it's going to be coming to Hulu. I guess they've done some casting news. I don't think I have. I don't have Hulu, but I might have to for Lock and Key. I'm interested to see how they. How they come up with that bad boy? Yeah, Hulu's actually not bad um, uh, for many reasons, but this is one. So this is this is kind of a good, good little series. They're probably going to pick up. Yeah, I would say so. Speaking of good series, Curb Your Enthusiasm season nine had a little trailer this past week, and it'll be out on October first. So just another reason to have HBO. HBO is yep. really giving you more and more reason. Like the series that they have, this is one of their classics, and so it's coming back. Can't wait. This is it'll be jump right up there as one of the top comedies currently on. Can't wait. Like, what are you doing? If you don't have HBO, like, what are you doing? What first of all, what are you doing listening to us? And second of all, like, what are you doing with your life just in general? Well, you're probably stealing somebody else's HBO, is my guess. 
everybody's watching it, clearly, based off the Game of Thrones numbers alone. Everybody's watching it. Yep. And last bit of news I have before we get to the uh, the Davies Video Game Minute. Stranger Things Season 2 comes out a little bit before Halloween, and they've already announced that there will be a Season 3, which I don't yep. like that. I, I really don't. Like, no, I'm happy that there will be a Season 3, but before we even get to dip our toes into Season 2, just you're knowing that there's going to be another season. For, for whatever reason, that kind of bugs me. That bugs me on on a couple levels. One, you know that there's going to be some sort of like cliffhanger or some open ended ending that's yeah. it's going to leave you unsatisfied. And two, what if season two sucks and you don't want to see season three? Right. Well, you, you know, know you're going to have one, so too too bad. You're going to have to see that in another year or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. So it's it's, it's not really for me. All right. That's any. You got any other news and notes? You got a death or something? Or are you gonna save that for the pick of the podcast? Oh no, I got I got one right here. So uh, this year, Richard. Speaking of October, and speaking of around Halloween, um, on October thirteenth this year, um, which is a Friday the thirteenth in October, Camp Noby Bosco in New Jersey, which was the original site of Camp Crystal Lake, Ooh. is offering tours. It is an active Boy Scout camp, but they're going to suspend and they're going to let people come in and do a tour of Camp Crystal Lake. So maybe we make a trip to New Jersey, interview, interview some people. Oh, that would be pretty good. Or at the very yeah. least, maybe we play the Friday the 13th game for PS4. You know, maybe try to get my money's worth out of that. That was a pretty fun game. And they've updated it. And there's a new map now, too. So I was going to mention that in the Video Game Minute, but oh. now we don't have to. Oh. Now, we don't, now we don't. But we're still going to get to Davey's Video Game Minute. It's time for Davey's Video Game Minute. Even if it takes more than a minute. All right, sir, what do you got? So we got a kind of a busy week this week, so I'm going to try to make this short. Um... A couple games, AAA games that are out this week. Madden 18 uh, drops actually today, I believe, um, with their, their big thing being there's a story mode called Long Shot. Ooh. So that's like the new thing to it. But uh, from what I'm told, that that's great, and the game plays very nicely, but there are still those glitches and still things that are going to drive people crazy. So if you're a big fan of Madden, good for you. You've, been, you've stuck with them this long. This is something for you. So great. You're gonna still uh, play it regardless. Is, yeah. Yep. Uncharted, uh, the Lost Legacy. If you're a big fan of the Uncharted series, which I am, this is what they call a standalone DLC. So it's uh, it's a a DLC that you can play on its own. You don't need the original game to play it, but Sony won't call it its own title. I don't get it. I don't get what a standalone. <laughs> it's not a DLC if it's its own game. So I don't know. I, so if you don't know, I that, don't know. Yeah, so so there's that. Um, the other thing, the game I'm playing this week. So I, I mentioned uh, Senua, um, Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice. I'm finishing that up. That game is incredible. Mm. Um, but what I'm going to move on to next is another indie called Observer. Oh. Now, this is from a, a little game outfit uh, that was responsible for uh, Bloober Team is their name, and they're responsible for um, Layers of Fear, which I don't know if you've played no, that. I didn't. A uh, bit of a survival horror game Ooh. where you're around this mansion and, you know, stuff's getting... It's a uh, survival horror game. It's great. Is it better uh, than Maniac game, Mansion for Nintendo? I mean... Probably not. Probably not, because no. that, that's an all-time. That was a but classic. check this out. So Observer, you play a detective, and you're walking around. Uh, it's a science fiction survival horror game. So what you can do is if you find a dead body, you can actually plug in to the person's head and, like, see what they saw. 
Oh, okay. I was like so, I zombie in a way. Yeah. So, but it's it's you know has that kind of you know feel to it where it's a survival horror, but you know you're seeing all of these horrible things, and maybe they get mixed into your brain a little bit, Rich. So mm, um, I gotcha. I've seen a lot of good things about uh, a lot. Heard a lot of good things. I heard the load times are a bit of a problem, but this yeah. is probably going to be the next game I play. Okay. Um, and the last bit of news, obviously, is the Call of Duty World War II beta is coming Friday. So if you pre-ordered that game, the beta starts on Friday. There you go. Pretty good stuff there from Davies Video Game Minute. We now, let's segue in to the topic du jour, Ryan, which we already and know is the topic of the day. clear audio. Oh, you can't wait. And we're also going to invite Uncle Buck in for the fun. So here is the, uh, the topic du jour. Nothing like having a dork in the can. This is having a uh, a dork for a rainy day. We recorded this a while ago, but we're bringing it back now because this episode will be timeless. That's a that's a promise to you. Ryan Davey is here. Uncle Buck is here. We are all in studio, so you can hear the honey in our voices. And guys, this is one. It actually lost a poll to Stephen King movies a while ago, but it got a fair share of votes, and we like the topic anyway. It's a little wordy. We all say it a little bit different. Mm-hmm. I call it best non-Marvel DC comic book movies. Uncle Buck, you call it what? I- independent comic book movie rankings. <laughs> Davey, did you have something different you wanted to call it? I got nothing. Okay, perfect. This is the shortest. This is short. Maybe that will be the title. Maybe if I you're reading, like, you listen to this right now. The can, can pod. Can pod. You pod know, in a can. You know, non-universe, not MCU. But I didn't want to just it's say not, not. It's not Batman or Superman or the Avengers, but it's also comic book people, but not in any major comic book label, but a movie. I think so. I, I said I was going to do like non MCU DCEU, but then people would be like, "What about X Men? What about Spider Man? Yeah. How so, about basically w- the companies besides Marvel and DC get right. to play too?" Yes, exactly. and there have been a lot of movies, some going back even way before the comic book boom of movies, and there's even more coming out right now. So I have a, a list; it's an incomplete list. So I'll throw some out there. You guys can throw some out there at the end. We'll give you our top five. We will also give you a few that have not yet been made into movies or TV shows that we would like to see happen. I think one of the first uh, was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles back in 1990. Not everybody may know that it was a, a comic book series, and there's obviously been a couple of sequels to that, then a reboot and a couple more, but this was great. I mean, especially as a kid, Turtles was everything for a while, and the first movie, very entertaining. Like, maybe they don't stand up great, but it was very entertaining, and if you remember what it was like watching it for the first time, it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and I think that's what... You know, being a kid of the 80s and 90s, I mean, if you weren't down with Turtles, like, you're a loser. And you know what I mean? And the fact that the Henson Company came in and did all these animatronic Turtles, that just blew my fucking, like, eight-year-old mind. You know what I mean? Like that, That they did that. You know, I, no, I was nine. But (laughs) whatever. 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 Nuts and bolts. But, like, the fact that, you know, they had, like, these, it was a live-action thing. And there was no CGI. That didn't exist. No, they got dudes in suits. Yeah. Dudes in suits, and they they all got their their specialty weapon, and they they brought that. Again, maybe you read the comic, but maybe you watched the TV show or whatever whatever it was. However, you were introduced to turtles, you had the figurines and everything else, and this you go and you see it at the in the, in the big screen, and it was it was great. I don't know if do do kids today. This is sort of dating all of ourselves, but kids today. Do they like turtles? Are they into turtles? It's back, isn't it? It's on like my, Disney XD. Yeah, my ten ten year old has uh, it, the figures and, and has, on turtles. Yeah, yeah and, the, and there's yeah. another Disney XD cartoon which is actually just as good, if not better, than the original mm-hmm. cartoon series, which was really good too. So, because much like this episode, I feel like turtles are timeless. I feel oh, like yeah, they should yeah. be. I mean, they're they teenage. don't. Some, they're like, mutant and they're ninja. Yeah, 
And, and I'm just going to point out too that they're not so, middle-aged mutant no, ninja turtles, and they never get older. But they <laughs> pointing out that, that you know the the video games that these like Turtles in Time, yes, which is which for Super Nintendo, you which was that. unbelievable, and the arc the four four-player arcade. Four arcade game. Yeah, that one was really good. Yeah. At at my favorite place in the world, Fun Spot, Weir's Beach, New Hampshire. And everybody, Laconia. you have to have a favorite turtle, obviously. Yeah, mine was Raphael. Always will be Raphael. Always will be. You get you're a little hothead. I I I, I can sometimes be rude. I. I was a, a big Leonardo person. You identified as Leonardo because you're a natural leader. Natural leader. And yeah. but video games, I go with uh, Donatello because I like the reach, especially the Nintendo one. He had you could get people above you. Well, and you know machines, and I know machines, so that helps. I'm Uncle a Buck, guy. Who did you identify with? Uh, well, I mean, Raphael was the the kind of especially cool. in the movies. They, he the was like the standalone yeah. character, right? Like yeah. he was the cool one. But Michelangelo was, you know. Party oh, always the party surfer dude. The other two were just like the two other turtles. The you know because you had Donatello who had the staff, but and then Leonardo was um he had the sword. Yeah, the he, sword. Was, he was like uh, I've got to be the leader. He's the cyclops of the group. Like he yeah. was. He, Nobody he liked him. Type A. I yeah. also like Casey Jones a lot. Casey Jones is a great character. Yeah. Think about that too. You're like all right. Here's a dude fighting with the turtles, and what does he use for his weapons? Sports equipment, yeah. sports like equipment. Hockey mask. Yeah, yeah, I have all great. that. I have, Shit I have, I have in my garage. Yeah, I have yeah. all that stuff. Like that's perfect. <laughs> I was uh, a very compelling Casey Jones one year for Halloween. I had all, I had all the shit. I had the Jason mask, and I was, I was good to go. He's literally a played against sports superhero. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. if played against sports was a superhero, it would be he's Casey great. Jones. So Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I think, gets you, gets you going on on the right foot. 1994 had a couple of movies. You had the mask, which. It's even a little darker, is it not? Is, it's very is, dark. The, 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 comic the actual is very comic dark. is yeah. dark. The movie, well, this was right during Jim Carrey's heyday, obviously. You you have, it's the same year as Dumb and Dumber. It's right after Ace Ventura. Everybody knew who he was. And Cam- I think it Cameron was Diaz. out of left field. This was like her first major first movie, movie. And I think she was like 19 or 20 years old and just mind-blowingly Heat hot. off the screen. Like you just keep your hands warm. The first there. shot where you see where she's bending over to like fix her shoe yeah. and she's all wet from the rain. Jesus that Christ. Dress, that red dress. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. has never looked that good again. Never. And she never. never will. Um, That's it. And I think it was the year <laughs> 90, 94. Jim Carrey was the first person to ever have like three number one movies at the box office in a yeah. calendar year. Yeah. And then he got crazy. crushed for Cable Guy just because his salary went out. Cable Guy. Yeah. Cable Guy's a great movie. We could do a whole episode love on Cable, Cable Guy. Guy. I love Cable Guy. Cable Guy's incredible, but that was, when you saw it, you're like, what is this? Yeah. Like, a lot of people were upset because they're like, that's the guest. The, that's Ace Ventura. That's Dumb and Dumber. That's uh, the guy from The Mask. Smokin'. That's yeah. that guy. You're right. like, no, this is, this is a little bit darker. Also, a movie that I love doesn't necessarily stand up today. And a comic that I, I love as well. A great comic. Yeah. The Crow. Unbelievable. And I would say, you know what? It does stand up because the, I will watch that movie at, at a drop of a hat all the time. Rest of Brandon Lee. Brandon Lee dead. Dead. Shooting the movie. Because I have to bring up. Apparently, I'm Which, the guy who brings up the death. to me, is still so insane that if a the lead actor in a movie died on set, how is that not the biggest deal ever? Like, it's it's really sad when it happens to stunt people. But every once in a while, you, you hear that. And you're like, that that's sad. That's bad. But you know what they're doing. They're doing these crazy stunts and things. They're, they're putting their lives on the line. Imagine a lead actor. Like, if Robert Downey Jr. died making Avengers. Yeah. What the fuck with that? You know what I'm saying? Well, it was also like this. This was Brandon Lee's like breakout role. It was. Like, he was right, in some B yeah. movies before, and this this was he the was, one that I was loved supposed him to, in this. He was great, and this is supposed to be the one that kind of put him over the top. Yeah. And uh, there's like all these conspiracy theories that like the triad like had something against his some beef with his dad. Yeah, and so, and they so like they a, had like the family put so like, like a real bullet into the fake. Yeah, gun and, or they, and it was like one. He died from one a single gunshot wound. Yeah, it wasn't was like they were. Scene too. Yeah. You know what scene it when is? When he's on the ta- standing on the table. Oh, yeah. Everybody shooting at him. Yeah. 
That's crazy. It's just so crazy to me. And it also inspired one of the great wrestlers. Uh, that Sting, year, yeah, Sting's whole where they did Crow thing, Sting, yeah. like they reinvented Sting, and he's like in the rafters fighting the NWO. They even at, at one night on Monday night, uh, Monday Nitro. night Nitro, yep. they did the the monologue from the girl, like carrying you know, all the time. The, the, the long, yeah, the whole long one, like the the girl's voice. They played it, and they just zoomed in on Sting, and you're like, all right, you're just literally hijacking this from. And the I say because I love Davies musical hot takes. Probably one of the greatest movie soundtracks of all time. Really. Uh, let's yeah, just listen. No, if good, you yeah. were if you were a kick-ass band in the '90s, like you were on this, Raging Against the Machine, The Cure, Stone Temple Pilots, Nine Inch Nails, Jesus and Mary Chain, Rollins Band, Helmet, like all were they the original songs, or were they? They're, they're all, all original songs. No kidding. Yeah, except that might Big Empty. Me. Big Empty was recorded for that, and then they put it on. Uh, well, what's the the next album? The Stone Temple Pilots second album. They put Big Empty on it, but it was recorded. They were all recorded for, for those, the that movie. Wow. So all original in, in that unbelievable music. The Crow is cool. I had a buddy who wanted to – he put it on Facebook, and 150 people replied. What, what's the greatest original soundtrack album? I think that might be the winner. That's the Crow. It. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Uh, uh, Judgment Night, <laughs> which was a mashup of 90s bands and 90s rap groups. Yes. Oh, so yes. Just, yeah, I remember, remember that one? I do yeah. remember that one. That was pretty good. Uh, Men in Black was a comic book. Men in Black, uh, famous for the mind eraser and for the guy wearing the Egger suit. And for the Men in Black song. That, yeah, and the comic is very, very different. Obviously, there's... So I didn't read the comic. Yeah. So, so how, what, what do we got? So, you know, it's, it's just the comic is nothing great. It's just, it's basically the story of, you know, legends of these guys in black that show up whenever you see an extraterrestrial. But it's it's not fun. Like, yeah. you know, it didn't last very long. The comic didn't last very long. And as soon as... This movie became a hit. It, they changed everything, and when they re-released Men in Black comics, it was, you know, all based on the Will Smith movie. You guys like Men in Black? It's fine. It I want like them that to do that summer blockbuster. That's just like it's just candy. That's you know, it's yeah, fine. it was fine. no, yeah, it was fine. Don't wasn't there the rumor they were going to do the Twenty One Jump Street crossover with Men in Black? That's been written. Like that movie's been written. That'd be great. Seeing Channing Tatum that, like interview yeah. or inter- interact with those guys and it, like it'd be awesome. Jo- like Jonah Hill like talked about it like he's read the script like it's actually a thing i'd be that's a fun concept i i liked the first one i worked in a movie theater when that one came out yeah and uh so i have like fun memories of like just walking in in the middle of scenes in that movie theater (laughs) but uh yeah the other two movies were not great no no um, no yeah they should probably just put it to bed you know what kills me is like you like there are there are three jobs that i've always wanted and one of them was uh, you being you know working in a comic book store the other one was working specifically newberry comics and and then working in a movie theater. So like I'm completely jealous of all the jobs I've had. Like I'd <laughs> never worked. I would, they wouldn't hire me at the movie theater, and they wouldn't hire me at Newberry Comics. I wanted to work at Best Buy. Yeah. I that would have been disastrous for I you didn't financially. Get that job. Yeah. It would have. Like even the discount wouldn't have mattered. No, it wouldn't have mattered. I had an obsession, and so did Davey for a while buying DVDs. I have more goddamn DVDs I now. I don't more. really know what to do. And what do you do with them? You you toss them? Do you keep them? Uh, I I can tell you what happened in my four hundred plus DVD collection, and it's a very sad tale. Did you burn it? No, pretty much. <laughs> so I I um I took all I boxed up all my DVDs because my wife and I are moving to a little place in Charlestown. It was like an eight hundred square foot apartment, and my wife's like, "You can't, you can't, you can't have, have these. these. We yeah. have nowhere to put them." Right, yeah. And we were real. It was like where I just got married, and I was like really hurting for money. So I took them to a pawn shop and I sold all of my DVDs, all like four hundred plus of them, for like eighty bucks. Uh, these days, that's actually not that bad. You go no, up to like a, a you go up deal. to like a comically speaking in Reading, yeah. and they're constantly every weekend like you know three for three for five dollars, and 
you go in there and you're like, I, last thing I need is more freaking pee. I don't have this one. Yeah, yeah, I don't right. have that one. And yeah, so I have a, a wall of DVDs. I have, no, no one will take money. No one will take cash money for them anymore. <laughs> right. But yet I still throw them in every occasionally. My big thing now, though, is I because of the horror franchises that are, you know, some of them are just hard to find, period. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have just a horror wall now. So horror is oh, really the only yeah. DVDs I collect anymore. Then right? I collect like stuff that I, it's only the stuff that I kept is stuff that I'll, I know I'll never find again. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Like I have like a, like Crumb is right. one of the ones that I, I just keep right. it just because I, I want to have it. Like any sure. time, better off dead. If I want to watch that movie, I can watch it. Yeah, that's you know true. I mean? I'll never like, see it so if I don't, I don't watch it. So I don't search for it. I can just throw it in. Exactly. Between now, like you're just like, well, I got Netflix and whatever's on there. You have HBO Go or you have all this, like everything that's on demand. So chances are if you want to watch a movie, you can do it without getting up and putting it into the, yeah. the DVD player. Mm-hmm. If you even have a DVD player. Uh, 1997 uh, was Men in Black. Also, Ryan, I know one of your favorite properties, but yep. I'm sure not one of your favorite movies. That would be Spawn. You know what? It, and it was, I think this movie was a little ahead. Great. Another soundtrack. It was, it was kind of rushed. Great. It was rushed. It was rushed. Ooh, and I think. The Marilyn Manson song on this is awesome. Yeah. Um, and the Prodigy song, Satan. Yeah. Remember, you used to love that I one. I sure did. Yeah. Um, if that movie were being, and I think they're they're talking, they're but making it. Right? Yeah, he wants he wants in. Is yep. he going to direct it too, or something crazy? He's directing, or is he just someone, writing it? No, no. He, he's he's in the job with the production. I, he did a video with Kevin Smith where he made yep. an announcement, but Kevin Smith's not directing it. He's, he's doing directing. some other project with him. Uh, yeah, uh, I think it's the spinoff to two detective characters. Smith's doing something so like the TV same series that same and Twitch. Yep. Uh, but so this movie it came out a little bit too early. I think if they did that movie now. It would be fine. You know what's really good, though? If you have a chance to see it and talk about DVDs that you can yeah. find and you can't find anywhere else, the mm-hmm. HBO animated series of Spawn it's is on HBO Go very now. good. Oh, it's really good. It's on HBO Go. Definitely check that out. And I would say, you know who actually kills it in this movie is John Leguizamo as Clown? Yeah. Because he actually there's no good. CGI, and he's like... I remember watching an interview with him, like he for he's like eight hours dude. a day. Yeah. No, he's like crunched down, like in that suit. Oh, I'm sure. Like Very he's not that small, but he's like crunched down, and he's like he could like barely move at the end of the <laughs> day. Was like he was dwarf like, so, on golf. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it was, and he was running around in this little suit. But like that, that was probably one of my favorite at the time. It's it's a good movie. I mean, it's it's just didn't yeah, really it, no. they, they didn't have the effects. Because no, Malbolgia in that movie looks fucking awful. Yeah, it's, it's you know, tough. but but it's, it's it's pretty good and for also what the, it is. The guy who plays uh, the main character Spawn, he did a Mike Tyson, uh, Michael movie, J. White, Michael yeah. J. White on HBO, yeah. where he was really good because he's shorter yeah. and he looked like Mike Tyson. Yeah, but he's Spawn's not supposed to be this short. Like he just didn't. I don't know. He's, he's also yeah, he's also the know. head the head uh, black gangster in the Dark Knight. Yes, he that's, is. That's the guy who right. plays Spawn. Yeah, yeah, he's in the Dark Knight. Enough and, from the clown. He plays a villain and black black dynamite, which is a fucking hilarious movie that oh right that movie. is yeah. it yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, you also got uh, in 2001 From Hell and this is one that Uncle Buck and I talked about if you check out the archives we did a whole Alan Moore episode about his comics and the movies that were turned in uh, from inspired by the comics and From Hell a Jack the Ripper story Johnny Depp movie I'll tell you first of all I did not read the entire graphic novel and I mentioned this before because yeah. that thing is dense it is and it is like a thousand pages long Yes. And there's a lot of reading. It's a lot of reading. If you're going to read it, uh, I would suggest just kind of peruse issue two because issue two is literally like a Wikipedia page or an encyclopedia of every church in London, right? Yeah. Where they explain all these connections and ties, and it's so boring. It's almost like when you read Watchmen. You don't have to read the uh, behind the hood uh, segment in the back and all these different things. Just read the comic itself. But it is so good. Farm Hell is one of my favorite reads of all time and terrible adaptation into a movie. Now, was this this, – because I know he – Alan Moore said he's never watched. I, I wasn't. He hates that, everything. He hates everything. But like, <laughs> this was the one that like kind of like he was like, no more. Like, I'm not because he did Swamp Thing like kind of like reluctantly, mm-hmm. and then this came out and he's like, never again. 
Yeah. Like, See, I'm not I putting remember, my name on any of this stuff. I remember watching it and not thinking the movie was all that bad. Not terrible, but like... But it's not... Yeah, it's certainly not great. Again, you got you got Johnny Depp and Heather Graham. Right. Is in not Heather Graham. But it, you know what? If you, if you have it without any clue of what the source material was, yeah. sure. Maybe it's not a bad movie. It's it's okay. But when you realize how incredible it is as a piece of literature from Alan Moore... Now, this might be a spoiler, but in the novel, do they... Have a killer? Do they have? Do they identify Jack the Ripper? Yes. Okay. Yes. It, yes, they it, do. It, yeah. Is it the same as the movie? Actually, you don't have to tell me that. Don't tell me that. Well, it is, but the character that, of Johnny Depp is not in the comic. It, there's, yeah, they made they're, that up. They're, so they're, that's yeah. insane. So, yeah. so the main character. So the entire, even, yeah, it just doesn't. Okay. Doesn't right. work. So that's from Hell. Uh, Road to Perdition in 2002 was also a uh, a comic book, and this was like completely took me by surprise because it's yeah. like a Tom Hanks and who who directed this? I want to say it was like. Um, it wasn't East. It wasn't Darabont. Maybe Darabont did this one too. Or no, but I, yeah, it, it was um, Spielberg or something like that. Uh, it was. It's maybe crazy. it was Spielberg. Yeah, I, I can't remember. Um, but um, Paul Newman. I remember being really Sam Mendes. Sam Mendes. So, um, Paul Newman being unbelievable in this movie, and Tom Hanks was like so not Tom Hanks. Like doesn't talk really. Yeah. You know, he's with his son and like all this stuff, and he just really doesn't really have a lot of lines. Um, but just I remember really liking it. I don't. I haven't seen it yeah, in like it ten good. years. But yeah, I've never um, seen the full movie, and I didn't read the. the I didn't read the book either. Yeah. I just, I just, I just watched the movie. Eighty-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's which, good. Yeah, it was, it was solid. Uh, now you get into some more of like the comic booky type ones, like Hellboy came out in two thousand four. Yeah, and I, I was blown away by this because I've read some Hellboy before, just because I, I remember picking it up in an old like comic book store, just being like, I like that name, and I like the art. Yeah, and I had cool, nothing about gets it. You in the door. Mike McDowell, like I didn't really know anything about it and read some of it and really liked it. Um, but then, you know, you get this, I think Guillermo del Toro is like the perfect person for like this property yeah. just because he's Absolutely. so, yeah, he, he's there, awesome. Yeah. You know, with all these creatures and stuff like that. I mean, that's as good of a director as he is. I mean, I think his, the creative, like how he sees things like you should look like this. Yeah. And Ron you Perlman, know? Ron Perlman, who, uh, this movie probably got him some free drinks at a casino. He does want free drinks. That's what he goes for. He goes to yeah. the conventions for the free drinks, yeah. <laughs> whether or not they give it to him or not. But yeah, Hellboy was, was solid. Uh, I like that. The next one, at least on my list might be my favorite. And that was in 2005 sin city. Mm-hmm. So Frank Miller, who's, who's kind of nuts, whatever, but he's written a lot of the, the great comic books of all time. He teams up with Robert Rodriguez, and this is one of the things that Hollywood didn't like Robert Rodriguez for was because he was like, yeah, Frank Miller, uh, co-director. And they're like, what? Like, he's yeah. not a director? What are you talking about? And he's like, well, th- I'm taking all of his stuff. This is his movie. I want him in. He, he even has a cameo in the movie. It's all green screen. Like, it's the, what blew me away because I was this was a phase where I was watching all of, like, the commentaries and all the, the, the you know, you watch the DVD and you watch all the shit that comes with yeah. it. And this was like a two-disc thing. And when you find out that there were characters or actors in this movie that were in the same scene that didn't even meet each other. Like, yeah, they filmed crazy. it so separately and put it together. Yeah. So I'm sure, like, you know, movie snobs out there are like, that's not how you make a movie. But I was so entertained, and it looks just like the comic book. And was, that's why it was, I thought it was really well done. The acting, they got, a, like, a, a huge cast for this. Right. And it was really good. I think it stands up, and I think it's one of the best... Here's the source material. We're going to make it into a movie. It's it's hard to do better than this. 
And what was the thing with completely agree yeah. with Rodriguez? With the the Screen Actors Guild was like they almost didn't release it. They were like all over Directors Guild or something like that. Yeah, I think because well, of the way it was shot yeah. and it wasn't done in like a specific like there's guidelines that you have to shoot a movie like this way, and he didn't, and they were like super pissed off about it. I think there, yeah, it was very strange. And I watched like the how to make it, and it actually kind of takes you out of it a little bit when you're like, oh my god, like. These guys are literally all just acting in front of a green screen. Yeah, they had Marv had uh, all of his, um, you know, band aids were yeah. green and like yeah. Yeah, just all this bizarre stuff. And like, there's that scene where Elijah Wood, whose character is just so creepy yeah, and insane yeah, yeah. in that movie, and uh, Mickey Rourke's character, I think, has like a like finally gets a hold of him, and they're like clearly like fighting, and I don't even think they were ever on the set on the same day. And you're like, no. how the fuck does that yeah. work? It's because they they did stunt it. people, and, like, stunt people, this. and just green screen stuff. And yeah, you you sub somebody else in, you you have a stand in. But it, it's really cool. Like if you've ever read Sin City or even just flip through it and see what the characters look like, see what the drawings are, and then that is the movie. Right. Oh, it, yeah. It, it's almost it, it literally is the probably the best adaptation from one to the other yeah. of anything that's out there. But let me ask you this: Did you see the sequel? I did. I did. Didn't care for it. Hated the sequel. Hated the sequel. Even though she, and that's, that one girl's topless to the whole thing, I hated that. the whole sequel. And Frank Miller directed the sequel, right? Yeah. Not Robert Rodriguez. No, they needed Rodriguez, and that was what a dame to kill for. Yep. Yeah. I believe is what they called the second one, and. They swapped out. It wasn't Clive Owen. It was uh, Josh Brolin. Right. Yeah. Right. And that was before he had like the the face surgery or whatever. But Clive Owen was when you're talking about list of badass characters or yep. guys that just look ridiculous. Uh, Clive Owen, like as as cool as possible, and just just kick ass in that entire movie. And now, I feel like like you said, I watched the 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 how it was made kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And it was kind of like you said. It was kind of like somebody showing you how they did a magic trick. Yeah, you're like, like you're oh, so blown yeah. away by it, and then they show you how they did it, and you're like, "That's kind of dumb." It kind of let me down a little bit. It was <laughs> it was yeah. really weird. You're like, hmm. But it was a cool story about how they they pitched that movie. You know, the opening scene with Josh Hartnett, and yeah. he and he's like yep. doing the dialogue, and that was and the pitch. Like, yeah. That was it. They they just filmed that part. They convinced him, and um, it wasn't Jamie King, was it? Or I think it was Jamie, uh, whoever the girl was that yeah. was in that same scene. They pitched that. They showed them, like, this is what the movie's going to be. And they're like, oh, all right. And Looks then ended up, they ended up making it. Yeah, the sequel sucks, though. So just if you haven't seen it, see Sin City. Uh, History of Violence came out that same year. Great. I remember that. That got pretty good reviews. That was good. Great movie. Great movie. Um, but I don't recall even the comic. I don't either. Out, so. I, don't I know. Remember. And I found I, it was one of the things that I went into this. Was, this movie's getting good reviews, and I'm hearing a lot about it, and how Viggo Mortensen is like actually really good, and uh, what's it, Maria Bello is yes. really, really good in yes. it. And, uh, and they're and I sat in watching the movie, and they're like, oh, based on the graphic novel, yeah, blah, like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, wait a minute. This is a graphic novel. I felt like that clown that. in the pool. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> it's a callback, gang. That's what that yeah. is. Try to, try to keep up. Uh, v for Vendetta comes out in 2006. Another Alan Moore movie. Natalie Portman. Hugo Weaving, although you never see his face. This was great. This was another one where uh, I thought they did a great job. I don't remember if I read the entire V for Vendetta. Because, again, a lot of Alan Moore is pretty dense. Yeah. A lot it's of pretty it's very dense, dense. And it's very, like, political, and it's very Alan Moore. I wasn't sure I was going to like the movie, and I, I did. I, I, was, I was on board. Well, I, I, yeah. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed yeah. the I, I'll watch this movie if it's on. You, you, know, know. you know what's funny? With all the, and we talked about this on the Moore show, but with all of his material being so dense and so rich in character, this is probably the best adaptation of anything that they did of his. Yeah. Um, amazing, though, he wrote it in that Warrior magazine where it's literally he's writing stories for Miracle Man, who is a uh, superhero who's basically decided to 
become this ominous, ominous being that's that's uh, is that the right word ominous? Yes, uh, ominous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, ominous being. Yeah, uh, it, it. it's going to just control everything. Versus uh, V for Vendetta, he was writing at the same time as a character on the opposite, who is fighting off against this government who's trying to control everything. So just the the, the fact that a master writer like that could do those two stories at the exact same yeah. time in the same magazine. Um, yeah, but, pretty crazy. Yeah, but V was, uh, and that's another one that very very close to the source material is the way it it looks and um, the, the way it's uh, written. So, no, if you're going to watch anything Alan Moore, that would be it was It was that one. And that, of course, also was uh, the movie that Natalie Portman shaved her head for. That was that, was that movie. Yeah, uh, remember they made a big deal about that? Like, they, they that did. was like, oh, my God. Like, like, who gives Entertainment shit? Tonight was all over. Yeah. They were like, oh, my God, can you believe it? 2007, you had 300. So if you like uh, steroids, you like dudes with their shirts off, you like Sparta, this is Sparta, the kick, the, you know, Gerald... Gerard, Gerard, Gerard Butler, mm-hmm. and uh, Cersei Lannister. Right, she was yep. in that. Yep. She was as well. This was a fun movie. I mean, this was literally. I think it was pitched as Gladiator on steroids. So this yep. this was a fun, uh, you know, crazy action movie. And <clears throat> oh boy, here we go. Zack Snyder. No, nope. everybody Zach, drank. Well, no, Zach, this is a classicist thing. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> it's actually based based on a story that actually happened. Yes, uh, and and it's funny, like how I have to like mention that to people that like, right. no, this really happened. You're like, oh yeah, okay. No, it did. Like no, for real. Yes. Like and and the the misleading thing is yes, there were three hundred Spartans, but there were also like a thousand people from like other places as well. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, they were the ones who were leading in the, the whole thing. And um, my if you ever watch the the thing of like, there's a book called Gates of Fire. That's basically what. So that's mm. what this is based on. Um, but the, it's it's an amazing story, um, told in this way. That's um, you know Frank Miller and you know just the way it was shot. You know Zack Snyder did it, and I think he took his cues obviously from. Sin City, the way this yes. movie was shot, yeah, it was basically so. all green screen. Yeah, um, they had a sequel too, didn't they? Which yeah. was also terrible. Yeah, like I didn't can't, see it. Yeah, 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 why do why do that? But um, and I think Snyder like produced it, but didn't direct it or right. something like that. So Snyder, and we've given Snyder a lot of crap, obviously, on this podcast, but yeah. he he's done some good things. Like I'll mm-hmm. tell you, the Dawn of the Dead remake is one of my favorite. One of my favorite horror movies. Forget remakes. Like I love 2004: really? Dawn of the Dead. I, uh, I'm a big fan. The scene when he's like he's like holding up the sign, like the guys on the roof, on like the, the, the guns and ammo yeah. thing. And he's like Rosie O'Donnell. Like I don't <laughs> yeah, know why they, like they, they picked, picked Rosie. O'Donnell. Yeah. Well, I, so I really like that. Um, and 300 was was good. It, it wasn't great. Like I didn't, I didn't go nuts for 300, but that was good. That was another thing that that he did. So I don't think he's he's all bad. No. Um, <laughs> I think that I think that honestly right? no I think that's his best movie. Yeah, I would say I it's think his that's his 300. No, Dawn of the Dead is. You think 300 is better than Dawn of the Dead? Yeah, I do too. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> no, it's well, fine. They're both good. To be continued. When we this, start. Is, this is interesting. This and The King Show, I, this is going to be very interesting horror, 50 horror movies based yeah. on 50, what the... So a brief aside. So we're going to be doing the top 50 horror movies, the three of us. It'll probably be a two-part episode released in October. Fucking has to be. I'm already thinking about... Yeah, we'll, we'll try to do 25. <laughs> we, did, we did six shows on the 100 Greatest Guy movies. Yeah, that, that, so, yeah. that absolutely <laughs> took a while. The... Um, I guess it's what defines horror. And this is sort of uh, off topic here, but is it just whatever you think is horror, or like do we all agree that Alien is or isn't, or Jaws is or isn't, or Silence of the Lambs is or isn't, or do you just it's your list? And if you have it really high and nobody else has it, maybe it makes the list, and that's the reason why it's lower. Does that make sense? Yeah. No. I, there's I, there's an argument to be made. Obviously, that like I. I don't think Aliens or Alien is a horror movie. It's more sci-fi. No, I think. Well, so see, I think Alien is a horror movie. I think Aliens, Aliens is a sci-fi. Is a sci-fi okay, movie. that's what I meant. Or like that's even what I meant. an action yeah. movie, right? I yeah. think Alien. So I, I would have Alien on there. 
And I wouldn't put Predator in there at all. No. I think it's a sci-fi no, action movie. It's yeah, a sci-fi exactly. action movie. Even though they put them together in the comics and in the movie. But right. is it a fielder's choice in the sense that, say, neither of you guys have Jaws on your list, hypothetically. Yep. And I have it in my top 10. Mm-hmm. And then ba- the weighted points, it clocks in at like 40 on our list. And we're like, <laughs> why is it 40? I'm like, well, they didn't have it in there. That's what happened with the Guy 100 movies. Yeah, we have ones that were in like the 70s and 80s, and guys were like, this was my personal like top five. Yeah. But because nobody else had it on their list at all, zoop, it went So maybe that's what we head. do. Maybe that's how we do it, rather than going through ahead of time and saying what is or what isn't. Um, let's go keep going on my list. I know I've left some out, including uh, A League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Let's leave that. Let's not just Holy not even talk about that. Holy shit. Yeah. Go, the, go the, the archives for that one. That was um, terrible. Constantine. Well, that's a DC. That's Hellblade. DC. That's Hellblade. I'm, okay, I'm yeah. Saying, so, I'm saying right. DC for that yeah. one. Uh, 30 Days of Night, which I think is a great premise. Another vampire thing. I like the idea of Alaska because if think about it, if you were a vampire, like where would you go? Where wouldn't you go? That yeah. that whole idea, yep. and that is, it's pretty. I'm not a huge Josh Hartnett fan, but he's pretty good in that. And the, there's a lot of action, pretty gory. Like there's there's a lot going on. The main the, main vampire. I don't didn't like the casting. That guy's like a character actor, and it yeah. annoyed yeah, the crap point. out of me the entire movie of who that guy was because I just kept going, oh, that guy was like the annoying husband in some of the thing I watched yeah. like a week ago. Yeah, no, and I I agree, but I, I think the vampires themselves, the the way the vampires are portrayed in that is is some of the best. Like the it way is. the vampires move and how they Absolutely, talk yeah. and like how they how they you know what I mean. They kind of have like that like. And that the Temple the Smith, way they move, yeah. Temple Smith's art and the way his um, comic version of yeah. that, obviously, well, it's his, and then they made a movie version of it, but uh, is very well done from comic to movie as well. Now, when you when you become a vampire, the only problem I have is like when you become a vampire, do you like automatically know the language they're speaking? <laughs> yeah, it's like, or like, is that like because it's like not a like a real board. language? Uh, is it? I don't think so. No, I don't know. Plot hole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of holes. A lot of holes in uh, 30 Days of Night. There's, there also was a sequel to that, too, which was crap. Uh, speaking of sequels, Hellboy 2, The Golden Army, 2008. That was actually a sequel that holds up. That was fun. That yeah. was more kind of more of the same, but it was, it was good. But an interesting, uh, again, uh, it delved, it was more of a character thing, like, you know, yeah, into yeah, who right. Hellboy is and what he right. what he represents and right. all that stuff. So I thought that was that was good. And the, the only thing that pissed me off about that movie is there was the promise for the third one that we're never going to see. Doesn't sound like it. Yeah, it seems like that one's out. Yeah, because now they're rebooting the whole thing. Yeah, which, which is, sucks. This does not need a reboot. The first one came out in 2004. Well, we I'm going to tell you. Reboot. Well, I'm going to tell you. It does because you and I have seen Ron Perlman in person. Yeah, he's not making it He's anymore. not throwing any of that prosthetic no, stuff on anymore. Yeah, a lot of that was, uh, he was a big dude. But he, was that he looks a little weathered. Frail. He looks weathered. Yeah. He could be on a future pick of the podcast. He looks like two miles <laughs> of torn up road. <laughs> That's what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, this is one that you guys, I know you guys have read. I have not. In 2008, Wanted. <sighs> you want to say, you go ahead. All you right. go ahead. Because we start. talked about this before. Uh, you go, you, I'll let you start. No. Wanted is uh, a Mark Miller um, comic. Who's great, series. by the way. It is one of my favorite things I've ever read. It was one of the things I read when I got back into comics that got me even more invested mm-hmm. back into comics. It is the worst portrayal of any comic book into a movie ever. And it's let, it lets down on so many different levels, even though it's got Anna Gina Jolie. It's got, I think it's Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. But it, James they, McAvoy. They create this entire different plot in which, a first of all, do most people even know it, in 2008-17 what a loom is? No. I'm, out, I'm out on loom. Yeah. No. Well, so Unless you're a, from Lowell. There is a magical loom <laughs> the that Mil will City. tell the future that they've, 
thrown into the this is a plot point terrible. In fact, Mark Miller movies uh, are finally getting to be good because uh, the Kingsman Secret Service is very yep. good. But for a while, eesh, yeah. really painful It'll to have stop. to watch some of these adaptations. Yeah, and I think, the, like you said, the characters are just so off. Oh, you know what I mean? And, and the one that stands out um, is Fox, uh, played by Angelina Jolie. In yep. the comic, she's so dynamic and such a ball buster, and yep. she's constantly speaking to somebody. And then Angelina Jolie has like three lines yeah. in the whole movie. You know what I mean? And it's They're just curving bullets, though. Doesn't exist in the comic. So they added that. They put that right in the trailer. People and, are like, look at they curve bullets. And I think the thing with Wanted that, that, can't really be a that thing, I can really it? like so much is it's so batshit. At times, like it's it's so nuts. Yeah. How, like how long is the the story? I think, it's, I think it's five or six issues. Yeah. It's oh, not so that long. it's basically yeah. one collected edition. Yep. Like yeah. It's like it's one. Thing. Yeah. One oh, trade. It most then. of most of Mark Miller. Uh, it's Millar, I guess. Mark Millar. Millar. I say stuff. Miller too. Miller. Yeah. I just always. Yeah. yeah. Uh, most of his stuff is collected in five six issues and is. Yeah, like old man. It's Logan, easy to do as a trade. Yeah. Uh, Civil War. He wrote and, yep. and, and some others that are even on this. Like list. he's he's a heavy hitter, man, and like he knows he is, his shit. Yeah. And he's, so he's good. when, he, when he's action packed, exciting, yep. it, yeah, it seems like it would always translate into a great movie. Not in this case. Did he write? Ah, oh, shit, I forget. The Kick name ass, right he now. did. Kick yep, ass, that's which also is on, on the list. list. Yeah, uh, yeah. So Kick ass actually is the next one on here. It came out in two thousand eight. There's also a sequel to that where you get Jim Carrey, the upper which was oh my god, that sucked. You bring him in there. That was the sequel was not great. The first movie is a lot of fun though. Is a is a ton of fun. Interesting though, I mean, uh, Kick Ass and uh, some of the other stuff he's done is is actually under the Icon brand, which is owned by uh, Marvel, but it's independent. And that's what we were, yeah, that's right. what we were, we so, were talking about that before this. So I don't know what percentage of that actually goes into the, Mar- the Marvel coffers, if any of yep. it, uh, because it is independent. It was basically a way for Marvel to capitalize on guys that wanted to do Image Comics. They, they right. said, "Well, listen, just stick with us. We'll give you your own independent thing. Yeah, okay, and, and you can have the rights to it." And so that's they got the pretty much what he does. Really good writers. Yeah, and and um, Kickass kind of fit in at like the right time where he had all these like squeaky clean superhero movies, yeah. and then this came and it did really well. Yeah. Um, and the casting was great. But the characters are teenagers. They talk like teenagers would talk. They right. swear. They yeah. talk about sex. They talk about all sorts of stuff. And it, actually, the the one good thing about the uh, movie is that was a little bit better than the comic book was he gets the the girl, the hot chick in the, in right. the movie, in the comic that doesn't, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't pan out that way. Oh, the other Mark Miller one I was thinking of was Nemesis. Yes. Which is also under the umbrella. Was that Icon or whatever, yeah. whatever the hell it is? So I had, and I, I mean, that's a Marvel, so that's not on our list, but Nemesis was another Mark Millar, which is, you know, he doesn't fit into, he's Marvel, but he's not hanging out with the X Men or Fantastic Four or anything right. like that. Yeah, I had put two of his things on my What Would I Wish to See. Yes. Uh, Nemesis is one of them. If you have a chance to see Nemesis, it was on the mine first too. issue is so badass. It's so it's good. Amazing. Really I loved cool. it. it and then the second one was Superior, which is, I don't know if you've heard, read this one, but it's, it's basically the movie Big. If his wish was to be a superhero, which is great oh, because yes. okay. and there's like this, this this demonic uh, monkey that is like trying to take him down, but at first befriends him. I don't know. It's great. You'll love that it. That is pretty good. Um, so I, you had me a demonic monkey. <laughs> kick ass. I, I know they're different, but it also reminds me. It came out in the same year with Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Just the idea of sort of like you know high school age kids yep. being involved and doing some crazy stuff. Like Scott Pilgrim is even crazier. Like it's sort of like a it's like a video game in real life type of thing. Cool, like cool scenes, like these boss yeah. battles and throughout. The, I, I thought it was a lot it, of fun. Yeah. I think it was the perfect marriage of source material and director. I think with Edgar Wright Edgar being man. and Edgar like right now, like there is probably no hotter director right now than no, he's the man, Edgar Wright. Um, and this was he had done. I'd seen Hot Fuzz. I had seen Shaun of the Dead, um, and then this came out, and I'm like, this this guy's like how he 
and I don't want to get too dorky on it, yeah, but like that's fine. Hashtag, hashtag dork. dork. Yeah. I don't want to get too like film dork on it, but like how he shoots sequences. It's, yeah. It's pretty it's it's like nothing I've ever seen. You know what I mean? There's nobody there's nobody quite like it's Edgar Wright. Unique style, yeah. Yeah, and this cool. and this was a very unique story. So like the marriage of those two things made for a pretty good movie. I'm not a big Michael Sarah fan. I think so. Someone said once that like Michael Sarah looks like he just showed up on like a film set by accident one day. And they're like, and they're like just stay. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like he's like, Oh, okay. Like right. you know what I mean? Like yeah. Well it's funny you mentioned that too, because going back to kick ass for a second, the guy the guy who plays the son is such a great character in the comic, and but yet they cast that wimpy little guy from, um, you know, I don't remember the, the guy's Superbad? name. But the, guy, the kid from Superbad McLovin, who, yeah. who played McLovin. McLovin, yeah. They cast him as this, and he's got like the lisp, and it just he doesn't That's pull that it. off at all. That's he's it. a terrible yeah. casting for that. Yeah. Also in Scott Pilgrim, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, I think he's one of the great actresses. She was all, like the, this most recent season of Fargo, which I didn't think was great. I thought she was like the best part. She was the best part of the show. Yeah. Like not even close. Yeah. And your girl Carrie Coon, who you I love. We Carrie got to marry to Carrie Coon. I, uh, shout out Carrie Coon, friend of the podcast, friend of the podcast. Carrie, she Coon. liked one of our tweets. Yeah, so she's... Win- Winston is straight fire, and she's it, awesome. It, it, her uh, role as the cheerleader in uh, the uh, Tarantino, yeah, uh, Death in, uh, Proof. Death Proof. Oh man, oh, Death Proof. She's great. No, it was, uh, it was yeah, it was Death Proof. Yeah, yeah. Where, was... where yeah, he stalls the guy at the farm. Yeah, Adam Sandler's buddy. She was also, of course, great in uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane, where there's like three actors in the whole thing, yeah, or as Davey yeah. would call it, 11. 11. 12. So we're across the street. Yeah, right across the street. Yeah. Uh, 2012, you had Dread. Now, this is not Judge Dread, uh, Sylvester Stallone style, which we didn't mention, but you could. You could throw that one in there. It was terrible. But this Dread movie, I think because that one was so bad and so cartoony. I am the lure. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> go, go ahead. <laughs> That's a drop right there. Yeah. I am the lure. <laughs> he sounds like a bad uh, Clouseau impression. Yeah, there. right. So he was... <laughs> So I, well, I was doing an impression of Rob Schneider doing an impression of Sylvester Stallone. I think he that movie was so bad people didn't see this one. Why did they team up good. Stallone and Schneider for because they needed like movies. a yeah I don't know it seems like an odd choice. It was that and Demolition Man they were in together and oh you're just God. scratching your head. Yeah, Demolition Man was awesome when you were ten or twelve or whenever you saw it. like yeah. that movie was awesome then and then you look back on it you're like not not as much. Greetings and salutations, patron. What's your boggle? <laughs> you don't understand the three seashells? <laughs> I still don't. Yeah. I'm dying to know, though. Uh, the movie I recently saw, Kingsman, The Secret Service. I know everybody had been telling me to see it. They're like, you got to see it. You got to see it. So I watched it recently. Loved it. Time out. Dread, Carl Urban Dread with Cersei Lannister is fucking awesome. Yeah. Do we, we mentioned, we, I just want to get my own. We didn't really no, kind of glance it. Dread's good. It's fucking awesome. Dread's a good movie. Yeah. Sorry. Kingsman, <laughs> Kingsman is even better. Kingsman's great. But Dread, Dread was great. I, yeah. I, I, I think if I'm you so, haven't seen Dread, go back and check that out. But I'm, Kingsman's awesome, and the sequel's coming out soon. I'm so happy that you finally saw Kingsman, because I've, I've like wanted to talk to you about it forever, and then you're like, oh, I haven't it was seen awesome. it. So there's a scene. This is sort of a sort of a spoiler. Too bad. It's, it's been out for a couple of years. You could skip ahead if you haven't seen Kingsman. It's not going to give away the whole ending or anything, but there's a big part in it where uh, when they're training to be a part of the Secret Service group, they all have to take a puppy. And then that also helps show you just how long they've been there because the puppies grow into you know adult dogs. And then at the end, one of the last tests, they give a kid or whoever you are, they give you a gun, and the person tells you shoot the dog. And you, I yeah. I said, are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, if they're gonna shoot this dog, I go, I'm out. I go, if they kill this dog, so the kid doesn't shoot the dog, and it's a big deal. And then they're like, all right, you're not welcome here. Like you failed the last test because the guy told you to shoot the dog. You later find out that the gun actually was a blank. But even still, even the idea, still. like, so you want the person to kill the dog that they raised? Like, I know you're, they're supposed to listen to you, but I hated that. And I'm like, if you shoot a blank even at a dog, you can fuck up his hearing <laughs> forever. Be yeah. Like, so that's great. So now he can't hear anything anymore. So that made me so mad. And then the fact that uh, Colin Firth's character, mm-hmm. 
he he was like, yeah, he passed the test too. And I'm like, so you would have killed your dog. Yeah. So now I hate that guy. And he's like supposed to be like this great character. And I'm like, now I'm out of it. Like if he's, yeah. once he started killing dogs, I'm I'm done. Yeah, don't even get him started. Nobody cry when old Yeller got shot. <laughs> no, no, yeah. exactly. But overall, that movie was a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to the sequel. It looks like they're adding a lot of A-list actors and actresses to the sequel. It that, should be pretty sick. Which is that, fun. One of the best payoff endings, too. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Which that also was hysterical. Fu- it's also funny, it. too, that like I have a friend who in like Call of Duty games, like you know how like dogs attack you and you have to like stab the dog in the neck? He won't play the game. Good. He won't play it. Smart. He's like, I'm not. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Yeah. Like I play video games like basically for a living, and I'm not doing this. <laughs> like I'm not stabbing a dog in the neck. There's like a thousand people deaths in that movie, and you're just like watching, like barely blinking, and then they're like, they say maybe to kill the dog. And I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, like, like I said, sucks. the church, the church scene, like a hundred people die. Holy and, shit, that is a scene. And, and then you're half. like, don't kill the dog. You know what's so funny though? If you watch uh, Independence Day, and in, in, yeah. I remember this happening in the theater. The entire uh, theater is stressed out as watching this dog running from as the, 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 the cars behind him are flipping, exploding, yeah, these huge explosions. The People are dying left and right. Yeah, the dog jumps into the alleyway or whatever to survive, and everyone goes, goes yeah! yeah amazing. <laughs> I love, too, the guy, he picks out, in Kingsman, he picks out a puppy pug. So he's tiny. The dog's tiny. Yeah. And the girl's like, oh, nice pug. He's like, this is a bulldog. She's like, mm, it's a pug. He's like, well, it's going to get bigger, right? She's like, no. <laughs> like, that's that's kind of what you got. So that's good. I know I've left out some. What were, were some of the ones that I didn't have on this list? Uh, I had American Splendor. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which uh, uh, David and I school. talked about being yep. uh, the great Harvey P. Carr. It's mm-hmm. a, it's an underground comic, and it really is. It, it's just a guy talking about just basically living in the 60s and seven, early 70s, bumming rides, uh, hooking up with girls, ended up having to walk home. It's just uh, just an interesting look at things in a comic book form. But they made a really good movie with it. Yeah. With um, who am I Paul thinking? Giamatti. Paul Giamatti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it was crazy because they actually – the guy actually exists. Like Harvey Picar exists, and like he, so they did. It's like mixed. The movies, like Paul Giamatti, like him telling Harvey, the actual Harvey Picar telling the story, okay. and then Paul Giamatti like acting he it out. Plays, yeah, he plays. Oh, the, that's cool. The and there's telling. there's moments where like you see like Harvey Picar's telling the story, and in the background, like um, Paul Giamatti's like at the craft table, like eating, and like dressed as Harvey yeah. Picar. So it's, it's an like interesting way they filmed it. Yeah, Absolutely. it's it's yeah. a really cool way they filmed it, and it's just like this guy who's just. A fucking loser. Yeah. And yeah, but like somehow right. he got hooked in with Robert Crumb from the movie Crumb, um, who like thought it was funny to like like make this weird comic about just normal dude who just, lives in yeah. Cleveland. Yeah. Who like who like likes old jazz. You know what I mean? Like, like it sounds like a sounds like a great book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it, just, it's uh, yeah, it's like if you could just go find any deadbeat on the street and make a comic book of them like why who would do that but it's yeah. actually it's an entertaining uh, comic to read that's cool and, and it got to the point where they even dc even picked it up for a little while, a little they, were, while they, were, yeah. they were doing this and he was like a regular guest on letterman and yep. then he fucking freaked out on david letterman and he kicked him off the show like refused to have him back like this guy like had it made and Bizarre. just completely fucked it up yeah, yeah. um there was barbed wire Oh my god! Barbed Wire Anderson movie. Good call. It was a shitty um, a comic, but uh, in for some <laughs> shittier movie. They, during the but during the credits, she's like on this sex swing, being sprayed with a hose, and yeah. her boobs are out, and yeah, like that's pretty much all you got to watch, and that's then you can it. not watch the rest of the movie. You can well, even just like it. the like the uh, cover of like the tape. That's when I first saw. I think it was yeah, on yeah, VHS, yeah. like yep. the cover end on the DVD. That's yeah, all. She's like sideways with her cans just hanging out. Yeah, yeah. She's and she got that barbed wire tat armband tattoo. Right. For that movie, that's real, right? That's real. Like she really has that. That's a mess. Yeah. Uh, Mystery Men was a. Uh, was, was I'm so surprised that you didn't I you didn't have, have it on the list. That's Dane actually yeah. characters from the Flaming Carrot comics. Right. Uh, it's funny. Dane Cook, the Waffler. The Waffler. Yeah. <laughs> was, that was like his first thing he was in. 
Oh, yeah, Pee Wee Herman didn't he have like a bowling ball with a skull? In the, yeah. The, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was Janine Garofalo. Oh, oh yeah, she, she had the, had the bowling ball. Yeah, Ben no, Stiller's in it. That movie's actually. Pee Wee Herman was like the 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 farter or something. The he was like fart. Oh yeah, something like that. But that movie was actually pretty funny. Like there were a few parts I remember laughing out loud. In that. I think people were just kind of stellared out, stillered out at that point. Yes, I don't know. It, it was in every movie yeah, at yeah. that point. Uh, Red Sonia from the eighties yep. was uh, that Conan. was actually before it was a Marvel pro- like because Mar- it's an independent property that Marvel bought for a little while, okay. or rented for a little while. Yeah, yeah. To to give somebody to Conan, even that was an independent property. The Rocketeer. Oh right! How about uh, Jennifer? Uh, don't, Jen- don't get me. Do not get me started <laughs> on Jennifer Conley. Except for we'll except be here for career opportunities. Don't you, on the- <laughs> don't you dare! I her on the t- he's on the phone. Her on the horse. <laughs> yeah, I wish her on the horse phone. when she's riding yeah. like the horse. Yep, the, the, yep, oh my god! But she, in the target. But I'll she's like a twelve in this oh my god, movie yeah, as well. Absolutely. I was watching a uh, equestrian in the Olympics. Yeah. And like they were like it was like really seductive. I love how oh, yeah. he, uh, I got aroused. I'm when not Ryan, gonna lie. When Ryan that. talked about the horse and he just started doing it, he just started doing it. The chair. Well, the pay, they have. I forget. It's like all d- hips. D- uh, Dermot Mulroney. <laughs> Dermot Mulroney plays like the biggest creep in that movie, and yeah, like yeah. she like calls him over, and he like falls off. It's like look, falls off the horse. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like one of the my favorite like John Hughes movie scenes. Yes. when she's like trying to be all seductive, and he's like trying to play into it, and then just like eat shit, like it's trying a, to jump it's on. It's an horse. oddly rewatchable, not just for her, but just the rewatchable yeah. movie. Yeah. even just the John Candy scenes. Yeah, true. Um, the rock. Uh, so the Rocketeer. Uh, Tales from the Crypt uh, was obviously a, a, a huge comic EC oh, comic. Right, right. Yep. They had a seventy-two movie. They had a 95 movie and a 96 movie. Um, heavy Metal, <laughs> it, which is actually one of the great uh, where they turned a comic book into Thank a God comic you said that. movie. Thank God you yeah. said that. Yeah. I, I, I love the very first Heavy Metal, like with the Sammy Hagar soundtrack yeah. and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will watch that. But it's got so many on. great celebrities. John Candy, um, who was it? Eugene uh, Levy. Bruce, Bruce, wasn't Bruce Willis Bruce one Willis of the? Is, uh, yeah. uh, they got so many great voiceovers for the uh, for the film. And that was early. That was like eighty one or eighty two or yeah, something. It was crazy yeah. early. Right. Um, it was like a passion project for like John Landis and those guys. Yeah. Don't of, watch Heavy Metal two thousand though. Skip don't watch it. That. That's ahead. a skip. Skip it. Uh, Cowboys and Aliens. Uh, <laughs> terrible comic. Oof. Terrible movie. Yeah, that sucks. Um, uh, Tank Girl we got shoved down our I love with Tank Lori, Girl. Lori Petty in the Tank Girl. 95. I like Tank Girl. Ice-T is a half man, half kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. good shit. All right. Well, uh, it's the guy who did uh, Jamie, was it Jamie Hewlett? Howlett? Jamie Howlett? The guy yeah. who did Gorillas. The, the band oh, really? Gorillas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah, his yeah. comic. Okay, yeah. I love Gorillas. I, I love the band Gorillas. I do. Yeah, no, it's a good one. Yeah. Um, Faust. It was is a horror comic that is incredibly graphic and uh, graphic in a sexual way as well as violent way. They made a movie, I guess, of this in two thousand. I've never vampires? seen it. What is that? It, it's yeah, it's in like Nazis. Or? Yeah, it's like Nazi vampire oh, thought, or yeah. man or something. Okay. Um, so I haven't seen it. I can't make a recommendation yeah. on that. I just no. know it was something. Um, the, a lot of collectors because it was such a low print run. That's a really oh, okay. tough, mm-hmm. tough thing for people to find. Uh, R.I.P.D. Oh, that's right, oh, Ryan Reynolds. That terrible, and they had those family scenes where they went into the wall, and the that's wall right. is like this got, yeah. in real life, and it's like a whole room. Yeah, it's, it's like, like a like bat cave. Yeah. You in, can't do that. Yeah. Interesting story. I filmed that. They filmed one of the scenes on my street when I lived in Charleston. They filmed that in Charleston. Oh, that's right. You were right near Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I was. I was arm's length from me to you, from Ryan Reynolds and Kevin Bacon, and I was almost. I was a very hard day for me. I was in a very bad mood, and some <laughs> and some PA was like, "You can't. You can't go there." I'm like, "That's my house." And he's like, yeah, but you, you, I'm like, I'm going to my fucking house. And like, the guy was like this little like pipsqueak dude. I'm like, I'm getting to my fucking house. And he's like, oh, okay. He's and like, we're like, making R.I.P.D. And he's like, and he's like pointing like Ryan Reynolds and like Kevin Bacon are like looking at, I'm like, get the fuck out of, yeah, I'm not, right. I won't give a fuck that you're here. Just get out of my <laughs> right. way. And it was the, have you seen Dinner for Schmucks? Yeah, yeah I did not what, like that movie. I didn't like it either. But the, the girlfriend, uh, 
Paul Rudd's like girlfriend slash wife. Yes, is she was like oh, right she, there too. Yeah, because she was the one like running up the street like eight hey, times. Hey, what's up? Yeah, yeah. So and then the last one I had was just was Red. I didn't really even know this, but that was a comic yeah. before that, the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. That's the movies. The, they got a dream team cast. And that I, was just okay. Yeah, and right. that, you know, not worth. I think it's in the theater now. Actually, Carla De La De La Vigne. Eyebrow Suicide Squad. Uh, is in that Valerian in the city of whatever. I guess that's an old. Planets. That's like a French comic. It looks like Avatar. I remember yeah. watching it, yeah. and it was like oh, we're, I was watching the uh, Bombed, like the right? preview for it. Yeah, yeah I think it's yeah. been it's doing terrible. And yeah. I was we were watching some movie, and that movie the, the preview came on for that, and it was like based off of like the amazing like graphic novel. My yeah, wife's okay. like, "Do you want to see this?" Groundbreaking. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I've, I don't know idea what this is. I'm, I'm out. No, but I think you know be, uh, the guy who did the Fifth Element was attached to that, and he hasn't done. Dick not not for a while, and uh, he did the professional Luke Besson. Luke Besson. He did the professional Leon, the professional, oh, well, and he did Fifth sick. Element, which are fucking unbelievable yeah, the, yeah, movies. Right. And then he's like, he hasn't done anything in a while, and here this is, and he's just like, great. All right, top five movies then out of uh, out of this group, non DC, non Marvel, and then give me one or two that has yet to be made that you would like to see be made. I'll defer. I'll defer to Uncle, Uncle Buck, Buck on top, this one. Top five first. Uh, okay, I'm going to go with uh, in, in no particular order. Sin, okay, Sin City. Yes. Yep. Uh, Kick Ass. Yes. Uh, I'm going to go with Kingsman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Three hundred, and um, uh, what the hell, Men in Black. Okay. Oh, all right. I'm going to go Sin City, Kingsman. I feel like those are two that have to be on there. I'm actually going to go The Crow. I still, I still love it. V for Vendetta. Although V for Vendetta, I wouldn't say is super rewatchable. Like I, you know, that there's a lot. It's kind of heavy. There like, is a lot yeah, going heavy. on, yeah. but I, but it's really good. And then I do like Kick Ass, but I think I might give the slight edge to Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Okay, so a little overlap for both of you. I'm, I'm going to go with the Crow because yes. I remember that was a very that was uh, one of our high James, school favorites. Yep, and James O'Barr's comic, which they they said they're going to remake and do it more true to the comic, which was a little bit right crazy, but um, I like that. Uh, I'm going to go Hellboy. Good, yeah. I really, sure. I really like the Hellboy uh, movies. Of both of them, actually. Sin City, um, Scott Pilgrim, yeah. obviously. Which yep. I think out of out of this list, I think my favorite one on here is Scott Pilgrim, actually. Oh, okay. Um, and I, I'm a huge fan of Dread, the Carl Urban Dread. Dread was cool. With uh, Domhnall Gleeson played the the guy with like the cyborg eyes, yeah, and Cersei Lannister being a what's it, a mama or whatever <laughs> yeah, they right. ever called yeah, her, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was that was actually a really really cool movie in my good. mind. So that that'd be my five. All right, Uncle Buck, one or two or three that has not yet been made that you'd like to see made. So um, my my th- quick three are Miracle Man, the, the um, Alan Moore uh, take on the superhero. Yes, uh, the. The entire history behind the character is, we've talked a little bit about it before, but it, fa- completely fascinating to me. I would love to see it in almost like a two- or three-part movie. Uh, it's incredibly intense and violent and, and disturbing, so it could not be like really a TV series, yeah. not even on Netflix. Um, Saga, I think, uh, would be great. Yes. Uh, I think, actually, at one point, that will be made into a movie. It has and, to be, uh, and, yeah. and I'm hoping all my comic values are going to go through the roof. <laughs> um, Invincible, which is a... Um, uh, Robert Kirkman. Robert Kirkman. So I just uh, picked up the first volume. I haven't read it yet, but it's absolutely love it. I've, I've read I the whole wait. thing, and they're about to end it. Thanks. So oh, good. I'm actually, you know, um, but that's one where it's basically a combination of what if you had Superman, but he was like Peter Parker. So he's a younger teenager when he started getting these powers. Yeah. Uh, okay. Really, really, really good premise and a great story. The overall universe is fantastic. But uh, I wanted to mention real quick. We talked about the fact that I have a brother in the industry. So his last project was a comp- was a comic called Red Dog uh, for 451 Media. I don't know if you guys have heard of these, but Michael Bay owns the company. 
And the idea here was that Michael Bay was making Transformers and all these other things mm-hmm. and said, you know what? This comic thing is really blowing up. I'm just going to make my own comic book company so that we can create these titles and turn them into movies. Oh, smart. Yeah, so he did all these different titles. Anyway, the one my brother worked on was called Red Dog. It's basically like Old Yeller in Space. Okay. Um, so I'm not necessarily saying that's going to make a good movie or no, anything like that. No, but throw it out there. He, he did a good job. But nice. he actually is working on one now uh, called Sync, which is a horror comic. Yes, I read the first. You gave me the first issue. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was good, right? It's crazy. So, um, yeah, I really think that one has, has a lot of potential. How many uh, issues as are out for Sync? Well, it, the first issue finally gets released. The one I gave you was from yeah. last year's New York Comic Con. Oh, okay. First issue gets released in September, and it's supposed to be monthly. And they're, oh, great. You know, he's working on issue four at the moment. Okay, cool. So, yeah, definitely check that one out. I would say The Boys. We've brought that up a few uh, times, Davey. Love the love boys. The boys. Uh, the boys is very. Would very Simon violent. Pegg be in it? Because one of the characters looks just like, like Simon Pegg. Well, he yeah. was he was drawn Shit. to be Simon Pegg. And yeah. Garth Ennis, right? Garth Ennis. So drew- Garth Ennis yeah. wrote it, and uh, the guy behind Preacher, which you could say that too if you wanted to make it a movie, but it's better off as a show because there's just so much yeah. going on, and it is currently a show. But the boys, sort of, you know, there are superheroes. Most of them are just dickheads. So you have a group of the boys that needs to keep the superheroes in check, and it's just awesome. And the superheroes. They they are celebrities, right? right? Like so, they have like their own comics, and everybody looks up to these superheroes. But they're a lot of them are bad people, like, like behind closed doors, like they're, they're drug addicts and like oh, they, sexaholics yeah. and yeah. all yeah. this. They're, they're just insane. And uh, the boys are a pretty badass crew. Yeah, so it's basically like you know Ray Donovan meets like superheroes, you know, because they're like the cleaners, yeah, like they're good, the ones like keeping them checked. Yeah, so, they yeah. are. You know what I mean? And it's it's great that like if if you were a superhero, like you're not going to go home and just like relax. You know what I mean? You're yeah, not right. like these guys. Like you're wired rock star. Different. Like you're like a rock star. Like absolutely, with yeah. Unlimited power and money and whatever. You know yeah. what would you do? You know yeah. you wouldn't just like sit at home. You'd be more like Tony Stark. Yeah, so that but, one's awesome. But the characters of the boys with we Huey and yep. Mother's Milk and uh, the butcher and the Frenchman and uh, uh, the female. I mean the female's always Females the dangerous. Nuts. I mean yeah, yeah. They, they, it's just perfectly uh, Garth Ennis. Yeah, that it is really cool. And then I'm with you on Saga. Saga would be amazing if they did that. All right, so I got a couple that that would be good. Um. One of them uh, we talk about Nemesis, so I won't I won't bring that one yep. up again. Um, Hundred Bullets, which I think is a yes. really a really cool premise, and that that's like you can repeat that because all it is the premise is basically uh, this guy shows up and he has a case and it has a hundred bullets and an untraceable gun, and he always gives it to people who have like this vendetta against somebody else. So mm-hmm. like, and they say like if you use this gun and whatever, like you're not you'll gonna get, get away with you'll it. You'll get away with it. Yeah, like basically you can do whatever you want with this, and you're gonna get away with it. I think it's and the you, best thing Brian Azzarello's done. And he's done some good things. And he's done some good things. One of them I'll mention. So yeah. uh, the other one I'll mention, too, that I think would be great is uh, American Vampire. Love it. Which would be... This yeah. would be a sick, sick movie. Or, I mean, maybe even like a Netflix show or something. And there's a be, lot of volumes There's a lot of volumes in that. But I would say Skinner Sweet is like one of my favorite comic book characters. Very like, cool. Yes. Character. Such a cool... Yeah. Like That's how, good. How the, every, so every issue of this, it's like a different decade. Or like yeah. a different time. Period. Oh, they're jumping all over the place. And yeah. he, the way he goes from like being like the outlaw gunslinger to like the like the greaser in yeah. like the fifties and yeah, stuff. He's in Hollywood and, like, and he's in like yeah. Hollywood and like it's it's nuts. Like how how good of a character that is, uh, especially like over time. Like how he gets better. Oh, he's great. And, you know. Um, and the last one I mentioned is another Brian Azzarello one uh, called Moonshine. Oh, which is a, yeah, you're yeah, I'm enjoying Moonshine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it yeah. so it's a, basically a story about <laughs> werewolves who are um, like bootleggers. Like during like prohibition, yeah. And like so, moonshine is like that play on so it's like the prohibition uh, era. I you get it, it. like I'd like werewolves. Yeah. So it's actually a really cool story. I've I've read a couple issues of it, so um, I would be on board with that. The other one I'd throw out there, and we mentioned this on the Stephen King episode. His son Joe Hill did the series Lock and Key, which is one of the pick of the podcast a while ago. Again, that one it might be tough to cram into a movie, 
Yeah. Uh, maybe it's a little too long for that. Or maybe you would just have to do a movie with a sequel, like a planned sequel, like a two-part movie. That might make sense. Or that could even be a, a solid one-season TV show. But I would, I would throw that out there as well. So Netflix Isn't Netflix in like $20 billion of debt or something like that? I, yeah, well, I, yeah, I don't know. They should, maybe that'll be something that, you know. I tell you, though, I'm looking at, um, I just looked, uh, you know, while we were doing this research, on all the things that are in some sort of level of production. Lock and Key, I think, is one of them. It is, take take the movie list that we just came out with and quadruple it. Yep, it is crazy. Unbelievable. And one it's, of the things. It's a boom. And one of them that I just, I just, I hadn't found out a while ago, but it, now it's starting to get legs, is uh, one of my, as you know, one of my favorite books, uh, Sandman Slim, uh, Richard Cadry yes, book series, yes. which I think it's in like its ninth novel. Right. It's been been around forever, but that's actually in, like. But what's wild right too now. is like we just we spent an hour talking about all these comic book movies that aren't Marvel or DC properties, and we've done plenty of episodes yep. on those. And it's just there's so much. Like if you're a, uh, a hashtag dork and you're going to the comic book store, chances are what you're reading right now either is a movie or will soon be a yeah, movie at, right. at some point. You just got to hope the the right ones get kind of get to the exactly yeah. Yeah. exactly. You guys got anything else? Any final thoughts? No, I mean this this again, like you just said. I mean this is a good reason for you to go and check out you know your local comic book store yeah. and, and just pick something up that you like. And it's like get in before it gets big too. I think it's cool because like Walking Dead, a lot of people have like gone back and read and and. I mean, the book's probably even better than the TV show. A lot of people like the TV show or like Preacher. Like, you, I think you'd have even more of appreciation for it if you'd read the whole series mm-hmm. first and then sort of see what they do, whether it's a TV or, or a movie. Yeah, absolutely. And there's got to be something you like. If you walk into a comic book store, there's going to be something you like yeah. on the oh, shelf. Oh, for sure. Like, this is very diverse. There's a lot going on. Uncle Buck, where can the people follow you and your podcast? The uh, Boston Sports 101 podcast here on the wonderful WEEI podcast radio network. That's right. Uh, as well as Uncle Buck WEEI on uh, Twitter. Thanks so much for having me again. Uh, always a pleasure. I'm sure we'll be talking to you soon. In fact, October, we are going to be doing the top 50 horror movies as voted on by the three of us. So this is the ultimate list mm-hmm. for horror movies. i got to get cracking on my list. So, Davey, you got to get your list, 1 through 50. Yep. Send it to Uncle Buck. He's going to wade through it and rank them based off of how we set them. And it's going to be, it's yeah, gonna gonna be gonna interesting because like, I, I, te- I tend towards the more psychological yeah. thing, and you're very much more of like the slasher I type. like Saw 1 through 8. Yeah, so, so like, I, it'd be well, interesting to see. That's a debate right there. Which yep. one is considered more of a horror movie? Is it Halloween or is it Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer? Right. right. You know. It's going to be pretty sweet. And then what we'll do, too, is uh, if, you, if you listen to the, uh, the BS 101 guys, they did the top 100 guy movies. And what was great is each one would sort of take one. So they'd be like, you know, number 50, Davey would say his pick for it and go through. And yep. then 49, it'll be Uncle Buck. 48, it'll be, we'll just go around in a circle. We tried to do like three minutes on each. So it's actually a pretty yeah. quick, even though yeah, it's so not six fast. episodes. So you don't need to go nuts, although I have a feeling it's going to go a little bit longer than that. <laughs> it's going to be a little longer than that. <laughs> but we're going to do the best yeah. we can. So we're looking forward to that. Thanks again to Uncle Buck. And coming up right now, we got our pick of the podcast. Pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. And just like that, poof. Uncle Buck is gone. It is uh, Keith and Davey for the pick of the podcast. We have gotten Davey back on his very clean, smooth landline telephone. Davey, what did you think of the episode? Oh, what a what a great episode that was! What a what a great time gone by. I remember great, remember yep. it fondly from just a couple couple of weeks ago. But let's get Most to the fun pick- you can have with your clothes on. Am uh, I right, Rich? Uh, you're 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 not wrong. The pick of the podcast here, Ryan. Would you like to kick, receive, defend a goal, defer? Usually I defer, but I will receive today. Ooh. Yeah. Usually I go Belichickian with my it's deferring smart. all the time. Well, if he I does will, it, we all should do it. Let's be honest. Yep. So I have two. I have a, a pick of the pod and a plug. So 
Here we go. So this Friday, what I'm really excited about, I watched this entire series in its original animated form, but the Netflix movie for Death Note comes out on Friday. Oh, so that will cool. be my pick of the pod. Um, they've whitewashed it. No one's Asian in the movie anymore, so people are <laughs> of kind of pissed off about that. Yeah. But um, a really cool story. So if you're, if you're into kind of you know, sci-fi horror stuff, uh, I would check that out. And a quick plug, um, I have a uh, a protege. I wouldn't call him a protege because he was doing this before he met me, but there's a kid who I used to teach um, whose YouTube channel, I think I've mentioned him before, is picking up some steam. On, uh, and his he goes by the name, one one word, Duck Hunter 44 Yes. Uh, his name's Tyler McMillan. This kid is limitless energy, does a bunch of unboxings, uh, big video game kid, so... Uh, check him out. Uh, subscribe, like, watch his videos. Uh, he's a good dude. So, so uh, throw him some love. Good stuff there. My picks of the podcast uh, also kind of plugs, but oftentimes the pick of the podcast is plugs. I would once again point out to check out our YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash/DorkPodcast. Not only are we doing Game of Thrones episode recaps, but here and there we'll just add some other things, including if you listen to our Boston Comic Con episode last week. Davey put up the entire interview with the guy who I thought stole the show, and that was the cosplay documentary guy. His name was Joshua Adams. You could see the entire interview because I think seeing it also gives it another layer. It's pretty good stuff. Uh, Davey shot a lot of video, and that might have been the best part of the whole day is the interview that we had with him. So it's available right now on our YouTube channel, so I, I highly recommend that. And again, you can subscribe to that just like you can subscribe to iTunes so you know when this shit's coming out. And the other thing I wanted to say, thank you very much. This is a few weeks in the making, but we finally got our hands on it. Thanks to Chris Russo for sending us a couple of bottles of wine from Kelly and Young out in California. He had sent in wine to Mac and Goo and the Boxers because Mac and Goo had their 50th episode. And was it 50th or their 100th? Whatever the hell 50th. it was. 50th. Boxers was their 50th. Yep. 50, no, Boxers 50th. Was it Mac and Goo 100 or was it Mac and Goo yes. 50th? I think oh, it was 100 from 100. Got it. Sorry. Of course, I was going to say, it's got to be more than that. I've been on 50 of theirs. So, anyway, yeah. uh, finally got our hands on some of this wine. I like wine. My wife loves it. And this stuff did not stay long in our house. She was a huge, huge fan. So, keep an eye out for Kelly and Young, uh, is, is the winery. Uh, delicious stuff. So, thank you very much to Chris for that. And again, check out our YouTube channel. As we mentioned at the beginning of this episode, Ryan, next week. Will be Game of Thrones season seven. All seven episodes will be done as the finale is coming up this weekend. That's going to be. There's a lot in store there. I feel like in that and episode. I'm, I hear tell it's a hundred and twenty. It's a uh, eighty minute episode. Good hour and twenty minutes. So. Good. Good. Yeah. And then the week after that, giving everybody plenty of time to watch the Defenders. I may even watch it a second time. I got to finish up uh, the season pretty soon, and then by the time we do the episode, I'll probably watch it again. So the next two are in stone, and then we'll we'll go from there. But uh, that's going to do it for this episode of Hashtag Dork. Of course, you can subscribe on iTunes and the YouTube. You can leave us a, a comment, leave us a review, five stars, all that nonsense, at Dork Podcast on the Twitter, dorkpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to shoot us an email, we're also on Snapchat. And, Davey, you uh, every once in a while are streaming the video games. Streaming the video games when I have usable internet, which has not been very often recently, and that's not my fault. Oh, no. Yeah. It sounds like a shit carpenter who blames his tools. Yeah, that's true. That's true. When you're right, you're right. But I am at the <laughs> mercy of, of the school campus on which I live. So This happens. This is a little peek behind the curtain. Every time we get on there, we have 
once we get our Overwatch team assembled, whether it's four or five, or even the, the rare occasion where we've had all six guys on and we're playing, Davey will be playing really well. He's like, I'm gonna let's start twitching. He starts twitching. Next thing you know, and I'm lagging. And I'm like, <laughs> it's like oh, yeah, why off. I'm pressing forward. I'm going left, though. So that's cool. It's like, Dave, you just kind of flew off the map there. I don't know why yep. you chose to do that. You're like, I, I got to stop. I'm done now. I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> and then I think the season, actually, I think there's like a week left of Overwatch. So we, I think we have yep. a week left to really go balls to the wall. I'm enjoying the new summer skins and things like that. Yeah, and there's a new map, Junkertown. It's going to come out for you. So you get to visit, yeah. you know, Junkrat. Junkrat's hometown. I can't wait. For, I am pumped for that all right that's gonna do you any final words any words of wisdom i know you sometimes like to share things with people you know what rich uh, if you work in an office building or you live in an apartment building why don't you yeah. walk around and just just check the expiration dates on all the fire extinguishers you know can't <laughs> hurt anybody so you know if you're if you're gonna do that yeah just give them a look i appreciate that thank you ryan